whatever looks like a case that the enemy has been using against you, that case is sorted now. Before this day is over, it is evident that your captivity is torn. God has commissioned Bishop David Oyedepo to preach the word of faith, liberating men everywhere from all oppressions of the devil. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to rule in the midst of your enemies and subdue them under your feet. Now, Bishop David Oyedepo. I have no doubt that a lot of changes had begun since the month started. May these changes be permanent. A lot of decisions, a lot of, a lot of turning away from the things that want to turn us away from God, may those changes remain permanent for life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Nothing of value is ever free. In fact, value is a function of cost. How much you are willing to pay determines the level of value you are entitled to acquire. You go to the car market, different cars, carrying different prices because they have different values. Times and again we dispose of used materials or used vehicles from our vehicle yard. Some of them you don't have to pay. You just carry it. You're carrying it the relief. <laughs> Praise God. Your car is a relief to the environment. So when they say pay 50,000, it means take it away. If you say, excuse me, I can't pay 50,000, you can just take it. Because, uh, and it's also a car. How valuable is tough? how much cost goes with it. Godliness is the most valuable of all spiritual virtues. The most valuable of all spiritual virtues. The most valuable of all spiritual virtues. Why? It's profitable unto all things. Having the promise of the life which now is and the one which is to come. It delivers on both ends, the present and eternity. It's the most valuable. That's why there's a heavy contention. Against our, de our decision to live a godly life. Or the demand of godliness. That's a heavy contention. 
But this is the root of the problem. In Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 12, it talks about the evil heart of unbelief. Take it, brethren, lest there be any of you, let there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. Whatever you are not going to believe, you never live to experience. It is to everyone according to his faith. Now, here are these two statements. It will help you. There is no devil in hell that can stop faith from having its way. There is no devil in hell that can stop faith from having its way. And what do I mean? Resist the devil, he will flee from you. How? Resist him steadfast in the faith. Resist him steadfast in the faith. First Peter 5, 9. The devil can't say no when we engage required faith to check him out. Now, this is how that works. When faith comes alive on any subject, we provoke the stretching forth of God's hand. So only what God cannot do will remain undone. Who had believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? So when we believe the word, the arm of the Lord is revealed. And when he stretches forth his hand, who can turn it back? <laughs> so when we engage the required faith to stop the devil, he can't say no. There is no devil in hell that can stop faith from having its way. Only the devil that can stop God can stop faith. When faith comes alive, God's arm is stretched forth. And when he stretches forth his arm, who can turn it back? Isaiah chapter 43 verse 13. Isaiah chapter 14 also verse 27 saying the same thing. The same thing. For the Lord of hosts has purposed. And who shall disannoy it? And his hand is stretched forth. Who shall turn it back? And that's what faith does. Faith provokes the stretching forth of God's hand on any subject matter for which you have built adequate faith to deal with. And then it stops the devil from having his way. Remember? Above all, taking the sheet of faith and be able to quench all the fiery darts of the devil. All. So we can stop ungodliness by engaging the faith of our right to godly living. That's all we're doing. And there is no devil in hell 
that faith cannot stop. Though it's, uh, all we need is build our faith to match our desires. Why are you fearful, O oh, ye of little faith? So faith has to be built, built up to deliver our desires. And the reason we study, the reason we read books and listen to tapes is to build our faith, to deal with the issues of concern in our lives. So, it takes faith to live a godly life. Because the mystery of iniquity exposes the forces behind the sin that make us do what we don't want to do. And so, it takes faith to stop those forces from messing up around us. Two statements. There is no devil in hell that can stop faith. And there is no devil in hell that faith cannot stop. Amen. Now listen, at New Bath, we are all given a measure of faith. Romans 12, 3. Some, by their sheer commitment to building their faith, have built it to great faith. Others have built it to very great faith. Others have built it to exceeding great faith. <laughs> so faith is in classes. Now listen to this. God said he would plant 10,000 churches this year. And then COVID-19 traveled down from wherever it came. Amen. All we needed to do is, okay, God also knows there is no movement anywhere. So we could as well wait for next year. But today, by the grace of God, we have crossed 7,000 churches this year. <laughs> we used to sing one song in the SG. Today, 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 Jesus, we answer me. Today, today. Amen. <laughs> Amen. There is no lockdown that can stop faith. We are talking about the outstretched arm of God. No. Forget it. When there was no lockdown anywhere in the world, we didn't build 7,000. There are still about 17 nations where we operate that are either partially open or totally shut down. Yet we have planted 450 churches across the nations this year. Amen. And uh, you yourself know that nobody has taken an offering for church planting. 
And we won't pay. So don't think that I'm going to go. I have never seen this kind of this kind of awe in my life. Easy, stress-free. That's what faith does. You enter your rest when faith comes to its measure. <laughs> it's not when faith is still dangling, where you are just making statements that don't have any root inside you. Faith built this tabernacle by provoking the outstretched arm of God who built it. Whatever God says, when you believe it in truth and indeed, he stretches forth his arm to make it happen. Has God not said, be ye holy, even as your father is holy? That means he has made adequate provision for you and me to live a holy life. Now, he went beyond that. He said, be ye perfect, even as your heavenly father is perfect. So, <laughs> all we need is to believe him that the work of perfection has been finished. Amen. And I believe you, Jesus, to rid me of every imperfection in my life. I want to be like you, Jesus. That's all we need. And then he searches for his hand to make it happen. It is the outstretched arm of God that makes faith invincible. You can't defeat it. <laughs> Remember where we started from? There is no devil in hell that can stop faith from having its way. And there is no devil in hell that faith cannot stop from messing up around us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now I'm saying this, there is no sickness from hell that faith cannot dislodge and make all his victim. When faith is due to the required level. What do I call it? So, so you can't wait there. It's not the cry that secures divine intervention. It's the faith content in your cry. Oh, have mercy, have mercy. Jesus, have mercy. He said, believest thou that I, the Son of Man, am able to do this? Yea, Lord. Okay, according to your faith, not according to your cry. Be done unto you. Our greatest problem in the kingdom is a faith problem. What is it? He delivered Daniel from the den of lion because he believed in his God. Raw, raw, raw. He delivered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the fear of the furnace because they trusted in their God. Daniel 3, 28, and Daniel 6, verse 23. Because they believe that that's how potent faith is. All faith does is to bring forth the hand of God. And so he can establish his purpose. Can I hear your loudest? Amen. Well, for anyone who cares to believe, because God could not have been built, Christ could not have been built in Martian in heaven if nobody's coming there. And if no righteous man will get there, then he must have made adequate provision for whosoever believes to live a godly life. Therefore, everything defiling around anyone's life comes to an end today. 
all this one which is following me all you need is faith there is no witch from hell that faith cannot silence and deal with there is no there is no cursive power under heaven that faith cannot make me right <laughs> but all we have thought is that faith is faith no 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 faith is not faith faith is in degrees faith is in degrees there is a measure of faith there is little faith there is great faith there is very great faith there is exceeding great faith and there is no faith when the measure is finished <laughs> the measure you have You know when you have oil in your lamp and you keep, you keep it lit, the oil begins to go, begins to go, begins to go like the five foolish virgins. And then suddenly it's finished and the light goes on. That's what faith is. When you are not building it, you are breaking it. When you are not building it, you are breaking it. And at the end of the day, you become helplessly helpless in dealing with issues of life. Please settle down. I started building my faith library since I was 20. Consciously buying books, studying the materials, building my faith. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was building my faith. So it's possible for me now to believe he will build the sanctuary in one year. It is technically impossible, but spiritually too cheap. Amen? Could believe it. It's possible to believe that he will build himself 10,000 churches in one year. Lockdown, no feeling. Amen. <laughs> the devil is mad. You should be crying now. So there is nothing about this commission for the hand of God provoked by faith. The hand of God provoked by faith. The hand of God provoked. Do you know we had no budget for this building? We had no budget. Yet we had no begging. No bank overdraft. No, we collected with faith tomorrow. Please be patient. That's how many of us we enter our rest now. Thank you, Jesus. Let's look at a few of the costs of ungodliness. One, ungodliness blocks access to supernatural breakthroughs. How? Turn ye at my reproof, Proverbs 1.23, and I will pour out my spirit unto you, and I will make my words known unto you. And supernatural breakthrough is a product of revelation. Arise, shine, because your life is come. What do I mean by light? The entrance of your word gives light. The spiritual understanding of the truth 
illuminates the believer to dominate his circumstances. And that's only accessible to those who will turn at his reproof. So our access to revelation is a function of our commitment to godly living. For the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he will show them his covenant. Praise God, Psalm 25 verse 14. Now, wait a minute. It was the secret of God that made Job the greatest businessman of his days. A man that feared God and assured evil. God said, a perfect man. <laughs> a perfect man. So he had access to the secrets of God that makes stars. It is divine secrets that makes stars in the kingdom. It is access to divine secrets that makes stars in the kingdom. It's access to divine secrets that makes stars in the kingdom. For instance, you never hear me say, my church. For before we ever was given the leading to start a church, God told me, I will only build my church, not your church. You will build your own. And you are building against the gates of hell. So how do you succeed? That's why you say, oh, this is my church, my church. They don't go anywhere. No. You don't even know what is fighting you, so how can you resist it? But when he steps in into his church, he shows secret. Secret. God doesn't know joke. Well, I didn't know that. It's so important. It doesn't matter. Ignorance is no excuse in law. One day I drove one way many, many years ago. And they said, this is one way. I said, I don't know. They said, it doesn't matter. This is one way. <laughs> Amen. There is no sign anywhere, but it's one way. <laughs> so when they said there's no excuse, ignorance is no excuse in law. I understood it that day. I said, okay, I'm sorry. He said, please, next time. Watch carefully. What am I meant to watch? There is no time. There's no <laughs> Praise God. Some pastor's labor has never had any reflection because it is my church. I bought the chairs. And I bought the ceiling. I bought the clock. I bought everything. <laughs> now, watch me. There is nothing I did here. No. There is nothing I've been privileged to do. If I didn't do it, it won't, it won't work. There is nothing. Praise God. Because it is His church. If it were my church, I won't walk the way I'm walking, sir. No, at this time, you should go and rest. But this week, my team still brought 3,000 to the kingdom. 3,000 plus. Amen. Glory to God. Somebody's life is turning. And that's yours. As the Lord liveth, you will not be found 
in every negative place you used to be found anymore. You'll not be saying every negative thing that makes God turn his back on people anymore. It takes revelation to command supernatural success or breakthrough, and that comes through godliness. Thank you, Lord. Arise, shine, your light is come, and the glory of the Lord is upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon you, and the glory shall be set upon you. And the Gentiles will come to your light. And their kings to the brightness of your rising. Then it shall be said of you are these that fly as a cloud when everything else is grounded. For a little one among you shall become a thousand, and a small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in this time. Well, that's the old lessons of Isaiah chapter 60. A celebration of the dominion of light over darkness. A celebration of supernatural breakthrough that revelation engenders. And it's at the cost of godliness. How much fear of the Lord is at work in us will determine how much access we have to this revelation that changes people's stories. There are people in this service this morning that need to turn their life over to Jesus. As mentioned in the message, that's where life begins. And that's what entitles you and me to restoration. There are also people that need to rededicate their life to Jesus and return from within their heart back to God by saying sorry for walking away into the wilderness. And thank you for bringing me back. Glory to God. I'm going to pray for these two categories of people at the same time. If you are here, you want to be saved. You want to be born again. You want to really have life. You want all things to pass away and for all things to become new. Please stand to your feet wherever you are. God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you. You are saying, Jesus, I'm here for you. Save my soul. Stand to your feet wherever you are. Stand to your feet. Many more stand. I'm praying for you where you are. You are not coming out here at all. We don't have the time. So please stand to your feet wherever you are. I'll be praying for you right there. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. There are also people here this morning that need to rededicate their lives to Jesus. Stage a heart-based return back to God. You want to reconnect back to your Heavenly Father. Wherever you are, also stand to your feet at the same time. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. All that stood the first time, please stand to your feet back now. We are going to pray. If you stood for the first call, stand to your feet. You are standing for the second call, remain standing. We are going to pray right now. And Jesus will save, Jesus will restore, and life will begin afresh. In the name of Jesus. Everyone standing, lift up your right hand. Leave the form alone first. And pray this prayer after me with your eyes fixed on Jesus. Your eyes fixed on Jesus. Say after me, Lord Jesus, save my soul. Forgive me my sins. Wash me with your blood. I believe you died for me. 
On the third day you rose again, that I may be justified. Right now, I believe my sins are now forgiven. I'm justified by your blood. And I proclaim you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. Thank you, Jesus, for restoring me back to the faith. By your grace, I will serve you all the days of my life with eternity in view. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, lift those hands up. In the name of Jesus, I cover each of you that pray that prayer with the blood of Jesus. You shall never return back to the world again. Grace to serve Jesus to the end is imparted upon your life right now. And I pray that none of you will miss your steps on this journey. I pray for a great adventure for you on the earth. And established eternity in the great beyond. In the name of Jesus Christ. So shall it be in Jesus' precious name. Congratulations. 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 For more of these and even greater, attend our Miracle and Power Pack services this coming Sunday at Winners Chapel, Lagiri, Lefe. Fourth service, 7 a.m., second service, 9 a.m., and the third service, 11 a.m. Come with your loved ones and you will not remain the same again. Jesus is Lord.